Match week 34 in the books. Today, we discuss Arsenal toppling Manchester United's side, along with United splitting a result in their fixture with Chelsea, which all but seals the Europa League fate for next season. Tottenham held at Brentford, giving the edge back to Arsenal for the top four spot. City and Liverpool both grabbing victories, keeping it tight at the top in the title race. We'll cover all from Everton falling into the drop zone to Saints and Seagulls match of the week. This is the Premiership Russo Podcast. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Back, Fuchs. And the ball in behind Damian Bunny! You are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! Louis van Gaal's army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. Oh, yeah. Wow. Would you look at that? We're live again. We're always live. Always live. Even if we're, you're not listening to this, we're we're, it's it's yeah. actually live because we're just always recording. 24-7 live stream. Always rocking. That's how we roll. Rock, rock and, and roll. Rolling. Yeah, you know you know a lot about the rock and roll over here. Absolutely. Let me tell you something about... Rocking and rolling. Yeah, exactly. Arsenal. Arsenal Football Club. They got it back. They got the Manchester they got the United. juju back. Oh, perhaps. To, to the lineups. For Arsenal, Ramsdale, White, Gabriel, Cedric, Nuno in the midfield, Saka, Odegaard, Smith, Rowe, Elneny, and Jaga up front. Ring ring Eddie and Ketia. He's that man. For Manchester United, De Gea, Lindelof, Ferran, Delot, Tellez. Bruno, Sancho, Matic, Alanga, McTominay, and none other than CR7 up front. Rough start for United in this one. Yeah. Just, just immediately pinned uh, <clears throat> in their own end. Um, Arsenal's switching of play was, it wasn't even spectacular on that first goal. It was just more so United or shambolic, aren't they? Yeah, they didn't really know what hit them. The Shaka, the cross to Shaka pulling out, I, th- I forget who it was. It might have even been two United defenders. Varane and Lindelof, yeah. yeah. Both both center backs with some shambolic displays there. Yeah, and then the save by De Gea. Good save. I guess could have been better, but you can't complain too much. And then the yeah. Nuno tap in. No one mm-hmm. there to clean up the save. Yeah, I don't know what was worse, United's it, defense or Nuno Tavares's knee slide. Yeah, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, it's probably United's defense because the, the fact they couldn't clear that before it even got to Saka was pretty bad. Yeah, it was bad. Terrible play for both of them to miss like that. Just awful. And you had to feel, 
at least I felt like it was just going to be a Arsenal just walking all over United kind of game. It did feel like that a bit. But then it wasn't so much that. Yeah, United they, actually kind of got back into it. They showed a little bit of uh, interest in the game. Six minutes in, Alanga has a good chance in behind. That kind of kept Arsenal on their toes saying, oh, mm-hmm. got to watch out for this. This could be dangerous. Even right after that, McTominay had a free header too. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, the chances were there. And that's the thing with Arsenal's team right now is their attack is definitely back to clicking, but their defense seems a lot more shaky especially even their midfield when they're transitioning from attack to defense seems way more shaky than it did earlier on in the season. Yeah, I think not having Thomas Partey has really been a, a big miss there. You have a guy like El Nenny who can pop in there and, and do a job, but it's a downgrade for sure, both ends of the ball. Well, United keep pouring it on with chances as Ramsdale gives the ball away and Bruno on the chip can't put it away still united even through about like 30 minutes looked much much better than how they even Mm -hmm. played the last few games yeah and especially started this one yeah definitely they were in this game 100 percent uh you gotta say even even that good start for arsenal united still looked good 25th minute eddie and katie has a chance to double the lead, nice flick on from Odegaard, but this shot straight at De Gea. Mm-hmm. And then 27th minute, begin the madness of of this strange VAR situation. Yeah. Um, and Ketia initially scores after Saka kind of deflects the ball onto his path. <laughs> Meanwhile, he was also being fouled. Initial goal ruled off sides. They look at it. They say, okay, that's offside. But they say, oh, that's a penalty. Saka got shoved in the box. So penalty to Arsenal. Saka steps up, scores the penalty. 2-0 to Arsenal. You didn't note that Nketiah right before that missed a one-on-one chance he couldn't score. Wow. And you know that Sam was sitting on his couch being like, I told you he sucks. And then he, and then he, and then he turns around Mama and he's me. like, yes, I always knew you were great. I knee slid onto my carpet with my bare knees and my knees were bloody. Speaking of bloody knees. Doing the phone call, ring, ring, celebration. Arsenal immediately give up a goal. CR7, and Nemanja Matic is just out here picking passes. What are you going to do when he's saucing up your defense? <laughs> is is Ars- that more concerning Ar- for Arsenal or Arsenal, United? <laughs> Arsenal and Chelsea getting sauced this week by Nemanja Matic, just dimes. Yeah, he, he's just on the farewell tour. <laughs> he's like he's making a very late application to be the Premier League's uh, Pirlo. He's like, wait, no, I, I swear, I might not be able to move too, but I can just pick long balls over the top, I swear. Yes. And it's, it's too late for that, Mr. Matic. But a goal... For Ronaldo, um, I guess good to see for him coming back after, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. personal stuff. But then right before end of the half, Arsenal, or uh, United rather, a couple chances. And, and you know, this game, especially the first half, it just felt like whoever's holding the ball, you just felt better about. 
Yeah, for sure. You didn't trust the defenses. The tax definitely felt superior. Um, but as I was saying right before half, Tellus almost catches out Ramsdale, and that fantastic clear by Cedric was phenomenal. The little baby dribbler of a shank. <laughs> yeah, that was a little little sketchy. Uh, Arsenal end the half with a counterattack, little uh, shot on net, nothing too crazy, but still showing that the threat is there, as always, against United's defense. Yeah, it goes into halftime 2-1, but really anyone's game at that point. United easily could have been level. They could have been ahead even. Uh, yeah. Both teams, the fullbacks, were, were looking like liabilities out there. To say the least. Uh, Nuno Tavares, anytime the ball would come near him, I was the praying wide, to God that he wouldn't mess up. The wide attack was good, which is why I was kind of surprised United didn't feature Sancho a little more in this one. It felt like whenever he had the ball, he's actually looked all right. It, it wasn't one of those games where he's like pressing super hard in terms of like he's trying to make the dribble happen and it doesn't work, or like his passing is just off. He actually looked pretty decent, but they just did not go mm-hmm. through him. That was not the plan for this one, for uh, Ranić. Yeah. So coming out of halftime, 55 minutes in, penalty awarded to United. It's a handball on Nuno Tavares. Pretty obvious, pretty terrible penalty to give away. Um, Bruno steps up, takes the penalty, does not look confident at all. He hits it off the post. Ramsdale jumps in his face. See, I feel like that's kind of unfair to Bruno because I feel like he just kind of has a look about him anyways. Kind of like Ozil. Yeah, in a way. It's his face. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we call it Ozil face from now on where it's like if you – you can't say the guy's not confident. It's just his fucking face has a look to it. (laughs) So you're like, this guy's going to (laughs) miss. It just looks kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, Seven straight games without a goal or assist for Bruno. I mean – they were top four, and now, albeit, they did have, you know, other teams had games in hand and stuff, so that's that's the reason why they were up there for a bit, but eight points from eight games after, you know, the games this week, and Bruno has done virtually nothing in terms of goal or assist impact. Yeah, I was thinking about this when I was watching the... So you get a lot of flack for Maguire, but I don't feel like people are mentioning oh, yeah. Bruno enough. Yeah, I was thinking about this in the game against Chelsea. And uh, Bruno just seems like the type of player that when the team is playing well, he plays well. But when the team's not playing well, he doesn't play well. It's kind of like he he reflects the confidence of the team, the, the okay. performance of the team. That's just a thought that I had. You know, you, you may disagree. Well, I 100% disagree. <laughs> well, listen... <laughs> Here's why you're wrong. <laughs> no, uh, I just never thought of it that way. But yeah, no, I, I can I can get down with that. Mm-hmm. So that was a big moment in the game, and then there was another big moment as Ronaldo scored, but he was just marginally offside. He, oh, I don't know. Initially, he looked he looked quite a bit offside, but upon further review, it was, it was pretty close. It was the thinnest of yeah, margins. It was it was very close. Those are one of those where it's like, are you really gonna? call that but since it's already called it no goal yeah i don't know yeah i feel like we've had a lot of those lately just in general where it's like literally the two lines are on top of each other and it's like wow Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, not not really all that good to see, but... <laughs> sure, whatever you say. Mr. Barr doesn't go our way. I, I was sweating this one out, but in the 70th minute, Granit Xhaka stepped up, came up clutch, hit an absolute rocket, almost blew the net off to add the third goal. Well, you didn't even talk about... Uh... United had another great chance. Delo had a sh- great shot. Amazing save by Ramsdale onto the post. I don't know why that didn't come up in my notes, but thank you for adding that. <laughs> and then you also, the last thing I want to note, is the McTom on Gabrielle crime. Hmm. I'm As a neutral, I was like, hey, what is this? Yeah. McTom. McTom, he, he, <laughs> he's that guy. He's always popping up. He's always... He, for He's lack of a better term, is a cheeky, cheeky cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's probably what he is. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 3-1, Arsenal. Massive win. Massive win. United. I thought the they performance, played pretty good. The performance was honestly pretty good. The defense was still, eh. Yeah. Um, but... That's this is of, how they, this is the best they've looked in probably like at least one month, probably two months. That's one of those where you you run the simulation over, and it's like I think United like draws or wins that like five times out of ten. Yeah, no, they definitely look better. Um, yeah, I just there's just some guys that I don't know. I think we'll look back at some of the guys that get played in this lineup right now like next year even a few years down the road and we're like wow remember that guy like i don't think absolutely like like there's no way like do you think alanga is a long-term piece for them maybe he's like a rotational guy i can't see i don't think so no unless he really takes a step forward i was thinking about even the lot i like the lot's solid i don't think he's if if united actually want to get back to winning like titles and stuff i don't think that these are the guys yeah, that'll get it done. For I you. I was thinking about that as well during the Chelsea game, but I'll make the point now since we're talking about it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, you know, you got a lot of bad personalities," mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, I think there are some, but I think overall the fact the biggest factor is that most of these players just aren't United level yeah. caliber players. Like you, both fullbacks, not United caliber. No. Uh, the center backs. It's one thing to be like, and even with a guy like Teus, it's like one thing to have that guy as like a backup because they didn't even yeah. spend like a ton on him. Right. And that's kind of what he is. He's a rotational guy. He's in there way too much. I mean, I get yeah. Shaw's out right now. Shaw's your main guy. but So it's kind of like the Cedric thing with Arsenal. Obviously, Tomiyasu's first choice and stuff, or Tierney either mm-hmm. way. But it's like still, I feel like there's just spots all over the field where it's like, you see United spend 200-some million in a summer, and then they end up with Anthony Alonga playing up front. It's like, right? I don't know. Even even a guy like McTominay, I don't know if he's necessarily a United caliber player, maybe a, a rotational piece. That's how I feel about most of the guys. It's like if they're rotational, fine, but it's like I, mm-hmm. you just don't have it right now. And it's like yeah, you're still spending all this money on guys. You have to bring in the right guys. You can't be bringing in... Right. I, I don't know. It's like Bruno sometimes is United caliber and sometimes he's yeah terrible. Yes. Sa- same can be said for Sancho. He Half his season was pretty awful. Half of it was, was 
some of it's been okay, but yeah. still not even to the level that it should His be. His best stretch was like a five-game stretch where he had like at least one goal or assist, which is fine in terms of getting a goal assist per game, but that should be more than five games. It should probably be like 10 to 12 mm-hmm. if you're paying that much for him. But nonetheless, this game, more about Arsenal getting a win, going back into the top four. Massive result. Massive result. Let's speak about a not massive result, but still a game we must discuss. We're contractually obligated <laughs> to discuss this game. Was this the worst game of the week? Scroll through the games. Oh. I think it was. It there were yeah. there were some bad games, but I think this one was the worst. Yeah. Fans at home, before we say it, I want you to think in your head this is an exercise. What game could Sam and Hank possibly have liked the least? And mm-hmm. this will let you this is just a view into our psyche in the Premier League. If you said Leicester City Aston Villa, you would be correct. Yay. If, if you, you said some other game, I it, question your uh, thoughts. Only because there's so many bad games. It could have been up for debate. But this was in fact the worst game. This one was true. To the lineups. Schmeichel, Justin, Fafana, Soyuncu, Castagna, Tielemans, Madison, Mendy, Dewsbury, Hall, Lookman, Daka, Emmy Martinez, Cash, Consa, Mings, Young, Louise, McGinn, Coutinho, Bailey, Ramsey, and Watkins. It was kind of back and forth, um, but not necessarily in a great way. I felt like the defensive aspects of the midfield were not very good and for either side, and these and both teams were able to get in that final third. And once they got in the final third, the attack was just just poor. Yeah, non-existent from both sides. Um, Lester had some had some spells of possession where they were kind of on top in the game, but still creating nothing. Villa looked absolutely flat. This this felt like it's almost like if two teams came in and they're like, "Look, we're gonna play on the counter in this game," and then you get the ball and you're going semi fast, and then you get there, but then it's like, "Oh, we stopped and we're just holding the ball," but you still have that conservative frame of mind to get back. So then the other team can't play on the counter. Yeah, it it was just a strange game. It really and was not a good way. It it looked like two teams that didn't have much to play for. Yeah. But even then, sometimes you'll get teams just going for it and stuff. Mm-hmm. This was not the case. Yeah, and it's kind of concerning. Leicester, this is something we've kind of seen throughout the season here and there. Villa. It's one thing for Leicester to sit back and kind of emphasis, emphasize defense and then you know maybe you strike on a counter or something because you have some younger, mm-hmm. faster guys. But that clearly wasn't going this game. Villa, this is bad because we've seen this for how long now? Where their attack right. sometimes is just like, I don't know. Sometimes it's just off like in terms of the finishing or passing. Or, it looks good for the most part. This game, it didn't look good really at all, I felt like. Yeah. This was a game of getting up a bunch of soft shots. And, you know, Schmeichel and Emmy Martinez probably loved this game. They're like, oh, thank you. Yeah, there, there was barely a <laughs> real chance in this game, honestly. Most of them were... Not really chances that either team was going to score from. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that Leicester. It's it's more understandable, standable from their perspective, 
because they have Europe that they're focused on more so than the rest of the season because it doesn't really matter at this yeah. point. Villa, it, it's just completely disappointing because this is what they're playing for right now is to improve and, and build upon something for next season. Yeah. But the results have just been not good all over the place really and mostly bad yeah yeah i'd say the main thing that caught my eye in this first half was soyunchu going airborne and like flipping over almost breaking yes. his neck that yeah, was that wild was crazy um set pieces before half that came semi-close probably the best chance for both sides mm-hmm. but still not even like that great yeah i don't know and then there's certain times where like lester incorporates like James Justin and stuff, and you're like, I kind of like this, I get down with this. And then there's just certain times where it's like they just don't even go do it, mm-hmm. and it's like, what? Okay, what about that? What happened to this? I don't know. It's a very pieced together attack at times. Yeah, very it's... not much flow to it, and just feels like you really got to force something to. Yeah, if, if force is probably the best way to describe it, because it feels like. They just have one particular way in mind. Almost a way like when Newcastle doesn't have much going, they're like, St. Maximin, dribble the ball. <laughs> Take the ball. It's like Brendan Rodgers is like, we're getting out wide and swinging it now. Mm-hmm. Some Or some games it's more like, you know, we're doing some one-twos and we're connecting going through the middle of the pitch. And, it, and that's all they do, even if it's not working. Yeah. I don't know. It's like... Oh, we'll we'll give it to Harvey Barnes and James Madison and hope that they do something. Yeah. Uh second half. You know, Villa able to break fast at times, but just not getting great shots. Even when it looks like you have an advantageous um run, you have like a three on two count or something. It, it would just get spoiled immediately, it felt like. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty much all Villa at the end in terms of peppering it on, but to no avail, nil-nil, terrible game, waste of my time, would not watch again. Sorry, Leicester and Villa fans. No implication. You don't even get implications from (laughs) us. That's how worthless your game was. See us next week when you actually try. Yes. City, Watford, at least Watford tried. (laughs) They they gave (laughs) it a go. they, They tried and they failed. To the lineups. To the lineups. City, got Aderson, Diaz, Sinchenko, Laporte, Cancelo, Sterling, Gabriel Jesus, Rodri, De Bruyne, Fernandinho, Jack Grealish, for Watford, Ben Foster, Ngakia, Kamara, Samir, Cabasele, Luza, Cleverly, Sizoko, King, Saar, and Emmanuel Dennis. Getting into this game. Gabby Jesus, right off the bat, four minutes in, he says, I'll take one, please. Yeah, Man City just really swinging the ball around quite well in this one, which, honestly, if there's ever a team to just constantly switch up play against, it's Watford, because you'll find them just completely loading one side for some reason. Yeah. makes no sense. Um, and that's kind of what happened on this one. They loaded the one side, and far post was wide open, and... Mm-hmm. Who's there? Gabby Jesus, the man in form, apparently. The Arsenal 50 mil, 60 mil man. <laughs> all all to it be. took was him, for him to be linked with Arsenal. And then he's like, no, I can play here and stay. I swear. Anything but Arsenal. Anything. 
Nice ball in from Zinchenko on that goal. Uh, 12 minutes in, great chance for Watford. Speaking of Zinchenko. Emmanuel Dennis royally screws up the open break, but a fantastic recovery tackle from Zinchenko. The 2-1-0 and Zinchenko with the hook slide tackle around him to take it off. Yeah, I, you know, poor play by Dennis. That's one of those things you don't want to touch it too far ahead because Adairson's very aggressive. He'll come out and get that. So, mm-hmm. but still, put a 2 on 0 it's got to be better work than that. You have to at least get a shot. Yeah. <laughs> you have to at least pass it to your teammate to get a yeah, shot. Absolutely. Um, after that, Watford kind of, you know, possessed the ball for a little spell. They didn't do a ton with it, but they're at least able to hold it. Um, and then that immediately leads to. Kevin De Bruyne finding Gabby Jesus. Yeah. 2 0. Another nice cross. Yeah, Watford Do- Watford honestly didn't look that bad. No. It's just Man City. This is what happens if you're gonna play Man City in a you know, in an honorable way, let's say. You're gonna try and square <laughs> up with them and yeah. Pep's like, Thank you for being a man. Now you're going to absolutely lose five nil because mm-hmm. this is how my system works. Ugh. <laughs> uh no, I thought De Bruyne had a really one of those games where you might have like one assist or like no goal or assist, but like super important in terms of bringing the ball forward, carrying it forward, and distributing the perfect passes. Yeah, absolutely. Watford said, we may lose by five goals, but we're going to get one back. A nice team play, honestly. It really was. A uh, nice ball from Dennis to Kamara, who scores. Yeah, I thought Adairson could have done a bit better. It was, it was hit mm-hmm. really hard, but... I don't know. He got a good yeah, amount on it. It wasn't that far away from him. It did seem savable. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? Good for you, Watford. Yeah. Watford got that feel-good goal, and then City Immedi- said, <laughs> Not so fast, not my so friend. Not so fast. Um, no, no, no. says, I'm going to hit this volley into the top left <laughs> corner, make it 3-1. Yeah, that was a banger out of nowhere especially mm-hmm. it was like right over De Bruyne the ball's going to like an injured De Bruyne and Rodri's like yeah that was pretty he's funny. like you'll hold up it was almost like everyone was like okay we're kind of gonna stop because <laughs> it looks like he's yeah down and, and Rodri's like no <laughs> don't mind if I do <laughs> chance before halftime for Raheem Sterling but he looked really good he taking that chance over that net. the tap-in merchant that was awful He's so bad. He's he's so bad. <laughs> I tried saying this for a long time. Oh. This guy stinks. <laughs> he's so bad. Uh, 3-1, halftime. Yeah, I mean, Watford's defense just spread out and not in a good way, to say the least, about that first half. But second half, right away, just get a pen right off the bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jesus brought down, and once you know it, Jesus... He picks up his fourth. Picks up his fourth. Yeah, really poor from Kamara Or third. There. That was for the hat trick. The fourth one comes later. Poor from Kamara there to give away the ball. Then mm-hmm. Forster didn't have much option Forster? there. Foster. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Please. Why are there two goalkeepers <laughs> with nearly the same name? It bothers me. Ben Foster, yeah. Uh, not not the best moment, but really Kamara to blame there. Um then 53rd minute, Gavin Jesus picks up his fourth goal of the game. Nice link up again with Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, again, De Bruyne just massive, massive in this game, taking it to Watford, slapping him around. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 5-1 finishes. Big takeaway, Man City 
if you if you try and play like a normal team against them, you're gonna get absolutely mm-hmm. ran over. Pain. Pain. If you can't defend against the in swinging balls, then oh, it's all over for hey. you. Uh, as far as Watford, good performance, but it might be too little, too late. Probably going down. They this next week against Burnley is virtually a must win. Like yeah. of the about as must win as you can get. Yeah, they're 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 looking uh, speaking, up a creek without a paddle. Speaking of must wins, we have Norwich City and Newcastle. Norwich and a must win, <laughs> <laughs> a must win to feel good about the rest of the season because they sure as hell ain't staying up. I think they're one point behind Watford. So well, neither so. <laughs> of them are staying up. <laughs> um, the lineups: Curl, Byram, Hanley, Zimmerman, Yanulis. Dowell, Norman, Rashitza, Lise Malou, Kenny McLean, Tamu Pookie to the Newcastle lineup, Dubrovka, Lascelles, Target, Kraft, Byrne, Willick, Longstaff, Gimaresh, Jolinton, Sam Axima, and Jacob Murphy. A little rotation out of Newcastle. Not a ton, but Longstaff mm-hmm. and Murphy getting in there. Very nice. And Kraft. Um... Yeah, no, I thought this was I thought this was strange. They pointed out the announcer to start off the game how Norch rely on Pookie and Newcastle don't just rely on one striker and how it's like <laughs> it, it's just more convenient to rely on like one guy or something like that kind of and mm, I was like Yeah, that Norch is not That's the, worked fantastic that's for them. That's not the team to make that point with. Yeah. Uh Yeah, oh, and also, I mean, it it also doesn't help your point that Newcastle's mid and D are like significantly better mm-hmm. than North. <laughs> so what are you? I I don't know what he's talking about there. Yeah. Um, back and forth, kind of early, open. Murphy and Dowell, some chances, some pretty decent chances, just going high and wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought Norwich looked all right to start the game. Yeah, I'd say the first thirty minutes, they definitely look like a half decent side out there. They look um, like they've kind of, they've accepted that they're getting relegated and it's kind of the weight's off their yeah. shoulders now. They can play a little more freely. Yes. Still giving up chances, but the D, it's holding strong. Mm-hmm. It's holding strong. They're able to get blocks again. We've seen this for the last handful of weeks. Um, and then massive chance on the counter for Norwich, but Dowell skies it. I thought that, Pookie did really poorly on that one. He just held on to the ball for too long. Yeah, but st- I still think Dowell should have at least done, you know, in terms of getting it on net. Let's just accept we're both right. <laughs> yeah, it's it wasn't good play from either. <laughs> to blow that and not get a shot on net from both. Pathetic. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, Dan Byrne, chance, header, off a corner, goes across the face of net. No one there to put in for Newcastle. But Newcastle eventually get their goal. Lengthy spell of possession out of the back. Really took their time with this one. Lulled Norch to sleep. Leads to some nice short passes. And a Ben Gibson stepping up and absolutely whiffing on the ball, which sits for Joe Linton, who absolutely <sighs> smashes it. Three chefs kisses out of three. I don't want to preview what we have set up for our categories at the end of the season podcast, but I there's one category of top five 
opinion shifters. And I think Joe Linton might be lining up. He's, uh, might be. he's lining might up for be. the gold medal. He, he's <clears> stepping <throat> up to the pedestal. It might be. We don't want to play our cards <laughs> too soon, though. But a fantastic goal nonetheless. And he follows it up shortly after, about six minutes later. Steps up, gets his second goal. Nice little tap in after nice run in behind from Jacob Murphy. Yeah. 2 0. Yeah, 2 0. Nice little counter sequence there. Norwich just kind of after that first goal kind of felt a little pressed and they went out a little more than they could. And their defense, you know, it does what Norwich's defense does. It falls flat on its fates. Yes. Um, yeah. They're, and even their attack and just transition to defense, especially, is kind of what mainly evaporated after that first goal. Mm-hmm. It was like they couldn't even really get anywhere near Newcastle's final third. Yes, their ship had sailed. Second half, Norwich blow it to start the second half <laughs> uh, with their possession, and it led to Tim Kroll giving the ball away to Bruno G, who walks it in virtually. How many times, Norwich, do we have to tell you, <laughs> stop playing out of the back? Me and Sam lining up with, like, lead pipes, <laughs> slapping our hands with and saying, Norwich, I thought we told you. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> they never learn. But no. I got to say, nice little chip there from Bruno. Oh, yeah. Man on fire. Finishes 3-0. A lot of, lot of Newcastle done that one. There wasn't much yeah. going on. Yeah. Norwich fans look away. Uh, Newcastle into the top half. Oh, Number nine. Who would have thought? I saw a guy who had a bet before the season that he uh, he had him there, and there it was some wild, wild uh, number that he got him at. And I was like, that's that's nuts. I mean, it, you just kind of got lucky in terms of them pumping stuff in the team because mm-hmm. early in the season it was looking pretty bleak. Yeah, it, it was pretty <laughs> much like dependent on the takeover happening. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice one for Newcastle. And moving on to the next match, Brentford versus Tottenham at the Brentford Community Stadium. I don't know why, but the I, finest I of love community that it's stadiums. the community stadium. Yes. Like if, it's, if you're doing it this point, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. The lineups, Brentford, Raya, Henry, Gotos, Jansen, Sorensen, Roslev, Jansen, Eriksson, Janelt. Ivan Tony and Brian Mbumo. It's up weird top. that the Premier League sightless Godos is like a defender. He's definitely more of a forward. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that, what is going on. I think I think Brentford confused. Premier they put League out a fake lineup. lineup. They put a fake lineup out. And like, no, this is yeah, this is what we're doing. I I was a little confused when I first saw it as well. I was like, wow, this is <laughs> very random <laughs> out of Brentford uh, for Tottenham. Loris, Romero, Dyer, Davies, Hoiberg, Royale, Sessignon, Bentancourt, Son, Kane, and Kulishevsky. So a lot more normal out of Tottenham in terms of lineups. Mm-hmm. To the game. To the game. Brentford came out to play this match. Yeah. They're looking lively. Nice little bit of possession from each team. I thought, but uh, Brentford definitely was able to kind of build momentum as the half went along. Yeah, kind of pinned Tottenham in at times. Yeah, um, I was I was really surprised to see. I mean, Brentford has been playing well. But yes, to see this 
this lineup and the way that they were playing, I was surprised. Outplaying Tottenham. Yeah. yeah. Inside 20, they're able to get a real good chance. Larissa has to push it onto the bar from a set piece. Um, yeah, I mean, and the main the main thing that didn't look great in this one was definitely Tottenham's attack. Yes. Uh, and then it felt like as the half went on, not only did Brentford get better, I felt like that definitely coincided with Tottenham's attack just really really just getting worse pretty much yeah <laughs> uh unfortunate for brentford though not able to capitalize while holding most of the play yeah unfortunate they had had some really great uh set piece deliveries from erickson yeah but not able to capitalize like you said goes into halftime nil nil second half 66th minute Roslev comes up with a header that gets cleared off the line Best chance of the game right there. Big break for Tottenham. I think it was one of, if the, not the only shot on net this game, minus the one that got tipped onto the bar, yeah. of course. But Yeah, something I noticed about Brentford in this one, they were really using the tactical fouls to their advantage, kind of like Man City, the way that they they stop other teams trying to hit on the counterattack. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they really played that really nicely. Um yeah, Tottenham had more possession as the game winded down towards the end, but chance for Tony, 90 plus one, hits the post again off of the set piece, and then shortly after, Harry Kane nearly hits the spectacular. Yeah. But it ends nil-nil. Yeah, I thought that the best sequence was probably early in the second half. There's a couple mad scrambles there for each team but after that it kind of felt a little slower a little less open and like you're saying Tottenham kind of able to keep some more of the possession and it just kind of felt like both teams were willing to settle for the draw Mm -hmm. by the end of it with that said that Tony chance was yeah nearly so close nearly stole it so close at the death so nil nil not ideal for Tottenham but the way Brentford are playing right now there's not much you can do they're a good side. And Brentford, you're going against a top four or borderline top four team, and you're you know, making them scared that you're going to take all three points. Probably could have and should have taken all three points. Yet, yeah, here we are. Uh, so I don't think it's a game either side can be too angry about. I felt the draw was virtually fair enough. So moving on, match of the week, in my humble opinion, <laughs> To be quite frank, my humble opinion, we have Brighton and we have Southampton. To the lineups, Sanchez, Kukurea, Webster, Dunk, Feltman, McAllister, Trossard, Mwepu, Caicedo, Maupai, and Welbeck. For Southampton, Forrester, Walker-Peters, Levermento, Salisu, Bednarek, Romeo, Ward-Prowse, Redmond, Tella, Shane, Mother Effin Long. In the house. And Che <clears throat> McAdams. Yeah, very surprising to see Shane Long get into the starting lineup ahead uh-huh. of guys like Adam Armstrong. Ahead of guys like Willie Willy Caballero. <laughs> Should have thrown him up top. Yeah, definitely a rotation game out of Southampton with guys like Tella and stuff in there too. But yeah, um, Brighton grabbed the lead quick. Ball sent in on the ground and three go for it but kind of just pops out for Danny Welbeck for a tap in 
Yeah, it was not pretty out of the Southampton defense. And who other to clean up on aisle five than Danny Welbeck? What else would you expect from Danny Welbeck? The man who falls down when he scores. Um, I like the McAdams knocking into Caicedo and Cucurea. Knocked them like both into each other, just shoulder to shoulder on one and knocked them both over, and the ball went out for a throw-in for Southampton. That was pretty great. Uh, the the Mr. Levermento rip Oof. off the post, and then McAdams, the leglet, can't <laughs> get there. He's got his My tiny legs. legs. He's got T-Rex arms for legs. Can't get on the end of it. That was crazy because it definitely looked like he could have just kept dribbling it in. And he's like, no, I'm going to take this shot. Yeah. Rips it. Uh, Brighton, counterattack, leads to a shot from Welbeck, easy save for Forrester, but just an example of, I guess, good Brighton in a sense, and their passing abilities through the first 15. You know, they definitely looked like they were um, at least pressing it a bit. And even on that first goal, if we go back to it, like just the idea of sometimes, you know, we made fun of Man U for like snatching at chances last year. It's like, why are you shooting so soon? But now it's like Brighton's opposite of that, where it's like, yeah. just shoot. You yeah. have to just simply shoot. Look at what happens. We just throw the ball towards net. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Southampton craps all over themselves, and the ball pops out, and you get a tap in. Absolutely. Tough scene. Mr. Levermento injured. I didn't get any update on it. Didn't see any update. Don't know. Towards ACL. Oh. Yeah. Brutal. Not good. I hate to see it. Hank hates to see it. We all hate to see it. One of our top five fun guys of the Premier League season also helps the fact that I said his name was Jao at the start of the year. Yep. But, uh, Gone but not forgotten. Never. Jao. Welbeck stonewalled after Southampton giveaway. <clears throat> yeah, almost uh, a uh, another crap goal. Yeah. <laughs> <for> they, <Brighton. laughs> um. Yeah, and then Brighton do get a second. It was an own goal, but, I mean, it was just Danny Welbeck kind of. He was there for a tap-in either way. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, Trossard making it happen. But just before halftime. Sam's guy. James Ward-Prowse with the low-driven free kick. This is getting ridiculous because that one wasn't even that good. He's no. in keeper's heads. <laughs> he doesn't even have to have good free kicks now. They're just going in. Yeah. That, that was not very good, but it's, it's kind of like in. when Jorginho is good at penalties, and then he might not even have a good one, but keepers are just so psyched out. They're like, this guy's the best penalty taker in the world, and they like have that aura about him. Right now it's kind of that way with Ward-Prowse. He's out there. He doesn't even take a great shot, but what happens? It just goes in because yeah. Bobby Sanchez doesn't trust his wall. He's like James Ward-Prowse getting it over. Yeah. He didn't even get, he didn't, no. get, didn't get it over. It was like... Slightly Three feet around, off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best, but hey, it'll do. Pulls Southampton back into the game. Halftime, two to one. Brighton leads coming out into the second half. <sighs> Who other than James Ward Prowse this time from the open run of play with a nice shot from outside the box. How about Southampton just doing reverse Southampton things now? Yeah, where what, they just what don't they? they're coming on later in games. They're, they're the comeback kids now after being the team that would either score really early and and just blow it or they wouldn't score and then they just lose. Yeah. But they'd still like come close to scoring. We got to take everything we knew about Southampton <laughs> and throw it out the window. 
Uh, Sanchez had a save on Shane Long. Pretty good, pretty good little shot out of Shane Long. You don't expect, you know, him to score mm-hmm. anymore. That is, except for like maybe like the 90th minute after he comes on as a sub. But I think they said during the game he has one goal in his last 30 appearances. Well, better start him over Adam Armstrong, the guy we paid 20 mil for. Yeah, who's like 22 years old. Yeah, no, throw on Shane Long, who's toasted and has been for about four years. Um, Yeah, mainly Southampton, early part of the second half. Brighton gets back into it with some possession. Uh, the gross chance was so close. So close, going back to that. That one for Ronaldo, yeah. That was, oh my gosh. But you have to look at that and you're like, what is Southampton's defense right now? Not good. Not good. Poor. Poor. Uh, Both teams have some spells of possession at the end, but to no avail, no real big chances at the end of this one. Finishes 2-2. Fantastic game. Um, Very entertaining. Fair result. Yeah. Fair result. Going forward, Southampton, please put Adam Armstrong back in. I know you played him like one game, like three games ago. Just keep just keep plugging away. Yeah. As far as Brighton, keep throwing the ball at the net. And also, I noticed you didn't even include Neil Maupai in this. You might as well just sit him and put anyone else yeah, on. Yeah, he's trash. He's Speaking trash. of trash. Speaking of trash. It's not Burnley. Not Burnley. Couldn't be Mike Jackson. <laughs> he's Couldn't be Mike Jackson. He's he's really coaching a real thriller to the end of the season. How about that? <laughs> Nick, Pope, Charlie, Taylor, James Tarkovsky, Connor Roberts, Nathan Collins, Jack Cork, Josh Brownhill, Dwight McNeil, J-Rod, Voot, Veghorst, Matsy, Vidra, Wolves, we have Saw, Bully, Cody, Sice, Johnny, Semedo, Montino, Dendonker, Jimenez, Silva, Huang, He, Chan. A lot more open of a game than I thought it'd be. Mm-hmm. I thought that the Villa Leicester game would be reincarnated in this game. Yes. Um, but both kind of able to possess, spread the ball around. And the, it felt like the defenses were just kind of allowing it. They were really kind of tight in shape and compact. So not a ton of shots, but they're allowing the wide passing and spreading around, but not going to result in many shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the first one was probably the McNeil one. And nice little dribble. Sky the shot. He actually looked pretty good this game. Yes. Did stuff in defense. Had one or two uh, sequences in attack. Mm-hmm. Helping out. It's the Dwight McNeil you expected at the start of the year. Yeah. 20th minute chance for Johnny. Nice team play. Johnny Otto. Johnny Otto. Nick Pope coming up big with the save. Yeah, like you said, it was it was kind of like both teams were getting the balls, the ball into good areas, but not necessarily getting the the best of shots off. No. Uh in terms of Wolves, Fabio Silva, eh, he didn't look all that great. No. In my honest, humble opinion. No. Uh, uh, Wolves have a... They're, like, acquiring a bunch of those guys. I'm, I'm afraid yeah. Huang Hee Chan is slipping into this, yeah. too. It's yeah. just, like, guys where it's, like, you like the idea of them, and then it's just, like, 
Okay, but the, I don't like the execution. <laughs> and I feel yeah. like it's not even fully lodged because we saw this with, um, saw this last year with Nuno. I almost forgot his name. <laughs> uh, he's literally a manager this year. Yeah, I, I, where it's just like, sure, I don't mind the system, but then it's like these guys, I don't know if they just don't fit the system or if they're just not great in general. And they're slightly younger guys, but I, 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 there has to be better than this. Yeah, and it seems like you have those three up front, but they all kind of end up just getting isolated, and they don't really they're mesh like, well with yeah, the other Yeah, and they're two. like the same guy, yeah. but on different parts of the field. Right. And it's like, why do you – you should have some diversity in a sense of one guy's good at one thing, another guy's good at the other, and stuff like that. But they're just like, mm-hmm. here's three of the same guys up front. Right. All right. Yeah. And none of them are like natural finishers except for maybe Huang Hee Chan, I guess. Yeah. So it goes into halftime, nil-nil. Pretty even. First half. Second half, Burnley nearly score from the comical own goal from Wolves, but they got bailed out by the fact that Vidra was offside. Mm-hmm. Shortly after, Nick Pope on the other end comes up with a big save on Nelson Semedo. Yeah, that was nice. That was probably Wolves' best sequence. They kind of yeah. ramped up a bit, to be fair, at the end of yeah. the first half. Not amazing, but that started the second half with that tomato chance. That was their best one, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Burnley get the first and only goal of the game in the 62nd minute. Nice ball up from Dwight McNeil to Voot Veghorst. Rolls it across to Matty Vidra. Shows good composure. Nice finish. Wolves switch off. Bully stuck. In a one-on-two. You don't want Willie Bully stuck in a one-on-two. I, I was surprised that he just has come back and now is, like, just integrated back into the team right away Yeah. after his injury. Yeah, I feel like he's not – I feel like he – I wouldn't say past it, but he's not as good as he used to be. He wasn't even, like, that amazing when he first started. Cody yeah. was better, but I don't know. With this one, it was – mainly Cody's fault. He wasn't in communication with Bully, but still, yeah. regardless, I've kind of liked Kilman this year. Um, Agreed. Wolves attack, just not that great, um, but I think he had to credit Burnley some, too, for the defense hanging in there, especially when you get that lead against Burnley. Mm-hmm. If Or, well, when you're Burnley and you get that lead yeah. to go against them. Right. Significantly harder. Yeah, I was impressed by Burnley. They were actually still looking for a second goal they didn't just completely set up shop and yeah defend so i thought that helped alleviate some of the pressure um ultimately didn't get the second goal but the one goal was enough yeah i, I liked at the end when like jose saw left the net but like the tarkovsky chip from midfield just got caught in the burnley wind and it <laughs> swirled around and it like just kind of sat right out in front of the net it wasn't like gonna go in or anything that was uh, pretty great yeah, 1-0 Burnley. Massive result. They keep they out keep of the them. relegation zone. Wow. Who would believe it after firing my guy, Sean Dyche? Burnley. Burnley. That's dis- This is disrespectful to Premiership Perusal Podcast and all of its Everton listeners, which is 95% of this podcast. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Wolves, I warned of it last pod. They just come out and they have some real stinkers every once in a while. And here we are. 
That was one of them. Also, no Neves. Also, Neves looking to leave this summer. Yeah. Wolves, you need to find someone that is pretty dynamic in midfield. You cannot rely on just Jao Montino. Yeah. And Dendonker. Absolutely. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Absolutely. They look lost without Ruben Neves holding it down in the midfield, helping out the attack. You know, it looks lost. West Ham when they have nothing to play for in the Premier League season. <laughs> True. Into the lineups for Chelsea. Into the lineups. Mendy, Silva, Chalaba, Aspilicueta, Alonso, Jorginho, Conte, Loftus Cheek, Werner, Mount, and Kai Havertz. For West Ham, Fabianski, Cresswell, Craig Dawson, Ben Johnson, Sue Fall, Mark Noble, Masuaku, Suchek, Yarmolenko, Fornals, and Ben Rama. So like you said, very rotated squad, obviously yes. focusing on the Europa League. And uh, it showed in this to game. To say the least. Early on, Dave, with the boot change, mid-game, walks off the fields halfway down the tunnel, changing his boot. Great, great meme. That's how little he was concerned about the West Ham attack. He's like, I can leave. Yes. I can leave, don't worry. Um. Chelsea in the first half, pretty slow in attack. Midfield pressure was good. Defense was holding up. Maybe came in a bit too conservative, or I don't know if conservative is the right word, but they really weren't dynamic enough in attack, I, uh, really pushing for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, West Ham was pinned in for virtually the greater portion of the first half. Yes. So... It just felt like another one of those games where Chelsea kind of struggled to do anything in attack, and then they concede one, or if they do score, they'll concede right after, and then it's like, oh, man, well, it's all for naught. Second half, West Ham able to break a little faster, create some chances. Yarmolenko in particular had a nice chance. Um, Chelsea lacking the control in the final third. Werner and Havertz. Looking poor, to say the least. Especially Mr. Havertz had some chances, could have done better. Mm -hmm. um, and Werner had that one where he was like kind of bobbling around and he side-netted it. Lukaku comes on, draws the pen. One of his most thrilling moments of the season. <laughs> yeah, his biggest contribution yet. Um, Jorginho Penn, the pen merchant himself. More like the pen fraud himself. Mm -hmm. absolutely saved and then Chelsea pushing for it your guy Mr. Pulisic Captain America cut back pass from Alonso finds Christian Pulisic slots at home yeah that was a nice ball from Alonso yeah yeah really the key turning point was the penalty Dawson getting sent off mm -hmm. just invited a lot of pressure onto West Ham defense. Disappointing for West Ham to get so far into the game with such a rotated squad and then just to give it all up at the end, even after the penalty was saved. But they probably didn't expect much. No. Yeah, I thought Chelsea... I don't know if anyone's performance really stood out in attack. Yeah. Maybe, you know, obviously Pulisic scored the game winner, but maybe like Mount... You know, mm -hmm. he was pretty solid this game. Yeah, just um, it overall, it, it was another performance from Chelsea where they didn't look 
Like they could be really bothered to put into too much effort. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, when you don't have much to play for, it's tough to get that motivation. But I, I, it's just when it gets to the point that like it has to be Conte popping shots, that's mm-hmm. mainly when you should be concerned. Yeah. Golo Conte shouldn't have to be taking too many rips. It's not good. And I feel like Chelsea, they're kind of in this situation. They have some players who are looking to leave the club. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Rudiger, Jorginho possibly leaving. Uh, Maybe Christensen also had a contract. Um, and you have some, some older guys who might be moving on as well. So it, it's kind of at this point you're looking towards next season. Yeah. And um, Just get over the line and yeah. call it there. And, and in the meanwhile, you have... Werner and Havertz who are just guys stumbling. who are supposed to be there for the future and they're just having rough goes out there. Yeah, so not great time to be at Chelsea Football Club, but they hold down the third spot for now. Moving on to the next match, big Merseyside derby, the fight for survival and the fight for silverware, the clash. Everton in second, Liverpool in eighteenth. That's right, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> the largest gap of a Merseyside derby. <laughs> to the lineups, Liverpool, Allison, Van Dijk, Robertson, Matip, TAA, Fabinho, Thiago, Kaita, Mane, Salah, Jota. For Everton, Pickford, Holgate, Keane, Michelenko, Coleman, Allen, Decore, Iwobi, Richarlison, Gray, and Anthony Gordon. First half was just suffocation by Liverpool with like 99% possession. Yeah. Uh, Everton had a free kick chance early, but really resulted in nothing. And Liverpool, after that, just holding the ball, but not really sharp in attack. No. Especially the passing in the side of the first 20 minutes was not not that great. Their best chance, I guess, was like a Mane shot from outside the box. And it's like, is that really yeah. that great? Yeah, for all the possession that, that they had, the the... The chances were not there. A little scuffle before halftime. Things getting a little chippy. Um, yeah. Uh, Ducare counterattack, too, in the first half. Just trickles wide. You know, it. Everton didn't look that bad. I didn't watch the game live. Obviously, the possession numbers are gaudy. People are, oh, Everton. Oh my gosh, look at him get dominated. And then you watch the game and it's like, were you watching Liverpool just held the ball? They didn't do like anything with it. Neverton were just as likely, I felt like, to score. Yeah. In it, that first it, half. It did look like they had a decent enough game plan of trying to hit on the counter. Yeah. They had a couple moments where it looked like they also, could what potentially do you, score. What are you gonna do? <clears throat> Play out of the back as Everton against Liverpool yeah. and give the ball away in midfield and then have Liverpool run at you? What are you mm-hmm. stupid? No. <laughs> they're gonna sit back. Not our listeners, no. No. They're very, not ours. They're intellectuals. If you, you can only have a hundred fifty IQ and listen to this podcast. Yes. Which you already know because you do. Um second half, Liverpool starts snatching at chances a bit. Um kind of just going for it which honestly you might as well do because the passing was getting to a point where it's like it's just overkill yeah um gordon had a chance felt he should have done a little better um 
and then had another counterattack chance later on that he's taken out on draw the foul. He just looks like the best player on Everton, like bar none. Yeah. Like no one's close. Yeah. Um, Everton, not happy about that potential penalty shout, shout not given, but you got to say Gordon has been kind of bringing it onto himself because he's been going down really easily. Oh, yeah, in the first half he dove for yeah, got one, booked. two. <laughs> so... Not something you enjoy seeing, so hopefully he stops doing that. But Liverpool in the 62nd minute, nice play in the box from Origi and Sala to find Andy Robertson at the back post to open up the scoring. Finally, Liverpool gets something on the board. Yeah, it took that nice one-two sequence. Um, very, very nice. And then the great Sala cross. Nice run by Robertson to find that soft spot. Sit there and put it in the back of the net. Yeah. Um, after that, Liverpool ramping up the pressure. Yeah, Everton started cracking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't blame them after holding out that long. A bit um, of a mad scramble. Yeah. Diaz has a shot. Near post saved. Scramble in the box shortly after After uh, Pickford with a poor punch out. Um, Liverpool... Still held the, just the one goal at that point. Yes. Um, but the pressure continues later on in the game. 83rd minute, Pickford comes up with a big save on a deflected shot from Thiago. But just a minute later, Origi gets the second goal of the game after the bicycle attempt from Luis Diaz. Yeah, nice pass by Luis Diaz. He's been a revelation for him in attack. Mm-hmm. Getting him and Ojota, obviously, a couple of years ago. But those two guys have completely refreshed the attack. And I don't know. Liverpool could be at a spot where if they didn't have those guys, they'd be like, what What are we doing with Firmino as our main guy still? And Yeah. You know. Yeah, it has been impressive to see those guys come in and how quickly they have been integrated into the team and contributed. So that I one agree. finishes up 2-0. Big one for Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool holding close. Not the best performance, but get the result. How many times have we said that this year? Everton, I've seen worse performances, so I don't hate it. Yeah. It's unfortunate that you wouldn't just use a bad, or a bad performance on this game that you had no chance of ever winning. But, you know. It is what it is. That it is. Moving on to another goalless draw. Woo! Normally, I'm not one to complain about goalless draws, but when they're boring, and this one wasn't as boring as uh, the Villa game. I'd say this and the Tottenham game are probably equally equal in terms of watching, in terms of interest. Maybe this one has a slight edge. Yeah, maybe. I think I'd give the slight edge to the Brentford one, but I think I'd have to say this because it at least resulted in more shots. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, getting into the lineups. Not to mention, it's my team, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace Premiership Russell Podcast Fan Club <laughs> President for Palace: Guaita, Klein, Ward, Gahey, Anderson, Eze. Getting in there, MacArthur, Gallagher. Ayu, Zaha, and Mateta. For Leeds, Melier, Aileen, Cooper, Urente, Dallas, Rafinha, Rodrigo, Harrison, Calvin Phillips, Click, and Dan James. 
up front. Palace looked pretty good to start off the game. Yeah. They looked threatening. Uh, the ball in behind. Mateta had a couple of chances. Yeah, uh, Palace's defense was actually really solid in this one, kind of giving them that kind of cornerstone to build off of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their midfield able to win the ball quite often. I felt like uh, it, it really just came down to the finishing from Mateta, and Wolf had a ton of shots as well uh, in this one, but mm-hmm. just not able to get the finish they need. But Yeah, it seemed like Wolf had had a lot of chances where they were kind of like not a great angle, you know, kind of yeah. easier to save from the goalkeeper's perspective. You'd have to shoot it at such a awkward speed or height or trajectory in some ways so that mm-hmm. it's just creates a rebound yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, Leeds, the offense looked pretty rough. They were struggling to link up. And uh, I thought, yeah, Palace, like you said, they they showed – some good defense overall. I thought their shape was really good. The midfield was yeah, solid. If Leeds get to a point to where they can't get the ball forward and then they that allows for their midfield to kind of get back with their attack and kind of link up and they can, you know, go from there. If they can't do that or they can't just build straight from midfield going directly into attack mm-hmm. and playing their attackers through behind the defenders, it's going to be rough. This one, the Leeds attack was definitely on an island, isolated. Absolutely. Goes into halftime, nil-nil. As you know, it must go into halftime, nil-nil, because it ended it nil-nil. It finished nil-nil. <laughs> Second half, Palace come out, again, looking the better side. Not necessarily creating too many, like, great chances, more, yeah. more so just kind of like half chances, like we were saying, like Zaha. In control of the game, but just not really... <clears throat> not clicking. Yeah. Uh, Gallagher has a nice volley that goes just high. And then Melier comes up with a pair of big saves on Zaha towards the end of the game. Ends up nil-nil. It was a good performance for Palace. Disappointing not to get the three points. Yeah, um, he definitely could have at least got one, it felt like, but... Melier made the big saves when he had to in this one. Yep, for sure. Um, bailed out Leeds on that one. Leeds didn't look very good in general. I think that's just kind of when you come across a team like Palace who can can be as organized as they were in this game, that's, that's a real tough test for Leeds. Yeah. Kind of like what you were mentioning. That's just it doesn't suit their game whatsoever. It surely does not. Um, so yeah, that one ends nil-nil into the last match of the week. Just yesterday, big match, United versus Chelsea. To the lineups, we go. To the lineups. David De Gea, Victor Lindelof, Rafael Varane, Diego Delot, Alex Tejas, Marcus Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, Nemanja Matic, Anthony Alanga, Scott McTominay, and Cristiano Ronaldo. Mendy, Rudiger, Silva, Aspilicueta, Alonso, Jorginho, Conte, James, Werner, Mount, and Havertz for Chelsea. Um, you know, I it was mainly all Chelsea, especially first half, just moving the ball well against whatever you want to call that man you press where they run <laughs> up 
within like three yards of you and then stand there? It's the social distance press. I don't know what that is. It's just so bad to watch. Um, Conte with a chance, but right at De Gea. Reese James also had some just rips, mm-hmm. just absolute rips, but right at De Gea in this one. And it kind of became an open game, but only because, you know, United were definitely just not getting back on that transition defense and Chelsea kind of looked to play on the counter Um, but Chelsea's runs once they did get near the box I felt they could have been a little better maybe you put it to the passing but even a sequence like where Mount splits the two defenders with the pass and then Havertz just isn't quite in the right spot yeah I feel like yeah Havertz was having a real tough time that first half Conte had a couple of nice passes as well to to split the defense. Yeah, he had some two real good ones to Havertz and Havertz with the, <clears throat> especially the one was a one on one and Havertz yeah. couldn't score. Yeah. Um. Kai Havertz with another great chance on a header off a dime from Reese James right mm-hmm. on his head. Close enough to where it's like if you just get it on the ground, it's probably gonna bounce past De Gea, but yeah. heads it right at him. Uh, second half, United already look significantly better in attack. Uh, not amazing chances, but still, you know, able to possess the ball for stretches, turn their passing into shots. Mm-hmm. They're, they're at least doing stuff. Chelsea passing still quicker than the United defense, however. Um, Werner had a chance for a tap-in, but... Just a rocket of a cross from Mason yeah, Mount. Couldn't quite close. get on it. Uh, Chelsea finally get their goal. It's a header onto Alonso who gets a rip at the far post. Again, the marking on that. Just he wasn't completely open, but there's just someone like near him, but yeah. not on him. It's I don't get it. Yeah, it goes back to the fullbacks thing. It's like for some reason United is always pushing their fullbacks so high up and. And it doesn't, it, it, doesn't sense. Sense. It, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. sense. Uh, when you have Alonzo who just pops up that wide open, uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But a classic Alonzo finish on the nice volley rip. Talk about a classic finish. Cristiano Ronaldo response. Oh. And a classic Nemanja Matic dime piece oh. right on him. Oof. Wow. What yeah. are you going to do? Two brilliant pieces of individual effort for United. Bring them back into the game. And you got to say, United without Ronaldo this season, I can't imagine what it would have been like. No, but he's bringing them down, dude. Yeah, he's bringing, he's, he's bringing he's them down. It's definitely not guys like Pogba and Bruno. Yeah. And to a lesser extent, even Maguire some. but And the fact they don't have a s- actual six... Mm-hmm. But you know what? What is? What do I know? What do I know about just having a natural goal scorer out there? Yeah, I can bag you one. Interesting moment. Sixty seventh minute. Matic stepping on Reese James, and then pulling him down afterwards. And yeah. somehow that didn't get any card. I, man, you that was interesting. Man, you trying to have an edge? They're coming at Gabrielle. They're coming at Reese James. Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah, I, you're not bad boys, man. You you guys just stink. I don't know how that one went unpunished. Yeah. Um, 
big moment in the game for Chelsea, nearly taking the lead. Reese James with the absolute, almost perfect curler. Yeah. But it smacked right off, off the, post. the post. That would have been a real beauty. It was a close call. Finishes one to one. Hugely disappointing for Chelsea. Yeah, you feel like you have to win that one. With that said, even games now with virtually everyone in the Premier League sitting at six points ahead of the fourth spot, mm-hmm. still in the driver's seat as far as that goes. As far as United, Europa League bound. Yeah. If, we, if I could cue the Europa League theme song, <laughs> I would play it for you. Yeah, I, I would too. I don't have that on, on, on play, but uh, these are not the champions. That's what I'll say. Uh, yeah, it sinks all hopes for United. Another performance where they got bailed out by Ronaldo. Uh, it's been Ronaldo and De Gea all year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would have liked to see, hypothetically, if Chelsea had Ronaldo. Yeah. What would is this there game a, be is like? Is there a Lukaku swap <laughs> for Ronaldo? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> Lukaku's going on his return tour. Yeah, he went to Chelsea. Now he's going to go to uh, maybe Everton next year, and then he'll make the step up to United. I'm thinking West Brom next year. Yeah. <laughs> On loan. Yes, of course. Uh, team of the week? Team of the week. Let's hear it. Melier, Dan Byrne, Pontius Janssen, back-to-back weeks. Joel Matip. Um, Sneaky had to deal with some good counters, so I had to give him that. Uh, James Ward-Prowse, Kevin De Bruyne, Dwight McNeil. How about that? Finally showing up. Bruno G. I even gave Arsenal a shout right here, just for the lineup change for your guy, Mr. Elneny. Gabby Jesus, the clear cut, had to be in there. And then Joel Linton. Oh, I I don't know what to tell you. That guy's a mad lad. Worth every every penny. Speaking of Joel Linton in Newcastle, you can see him at. I was gonna say the time, but it wouldn't be applicable to everyone. But you can see him at St James's Park Saturday, the early kickoff versus Liverpool. This is not gonna be an easy one for Liverpool. No, it's not. This should be a real treat should be this could this could be the bump in the road that could be sends Liverpool packing on their race for the title could very well be um yeah I like Newcastle's midfield I like their defensive shape I think that they'll be able to hold up well enough against Liverpool Liverpool seem to do just enough to get wins mm-hmm. um they meet a threshold that their opponent is just not quite able to reach and somehow they get a result every time what are you looking for in that one yeah i think this is going to be kind of exactly what you said where liverpool do just enough to get the result i think it's going to be a 2-1 liverpool 2-1 liverpool i'm gonna go with a i'm gonna go with the same thing i'm thinking 2-1 liverpool all right villa norwich Villa, if you cannot score in this game, I might put you up for relegation <laughs> over Burnley and Everton. Stevie G out. It can't be ruled out. Can't be ruled out. Anything's possible. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to need Villa to at least score twice this game. I've seen Norwich playing out from the back. <laughs> I get they're just going to kind of do a solid job of blocking shots in that until, you know, you work one. But as far as Norwich go, you know, we've seen Villa at times defensively be pretty poor, so I wouldn't rule out. And they've been a little frisky in attack. A little frisky last five ten games every once in a while popping up. Yeah. Uh, with that said, I can't pick Norwich to win a road game at Villa. I'm gonna go one nil Villa, and I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I'm gonna say one one. I don't expect much out of either side. Yeah. Just enough to get one goal against a crap defense. Southampton, Palace, St. Mary's. I'm going to be loving this game while having my my like corner of my house and a little shawl area worshiping Mr. Levermento, trying to <laughs> pray for a speedy the shrine. recovery. Yeah, the shrine <laughs> for, for Mr. Levermento. Uh, yeah, I mean, Southampton's midfield at times, especially their, their defense getting caught out, that transition defense, I feel like Palace could really exploit that in this one. Does mm-hmm. it not feel that way? Yeah, I agree. And in terms of Southampton, uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of lineup they're rolling with in this one. If they go back to more of their usual lineup mm-hmm. or they throw out Shane Long again for some reason. I'm not sure. I'm going to go with a... I was going to say 3-2. I'm going to go 2-1 Palace. I'm going to say 2-2. I feel like Southampton just rolling off these 2-2 draws. Watford, Burnley, at the Vic. Will Watford season come to an end? Massive. Right here. Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson. Will he do it to him? Mike Jackson versus uh, uh, Rocket Man. <laughs> Elton John. <laughs> The, the true too bad, battle. Too bad Fulham's not up this year, so we could have Burnley and Fulham. The, the Mike and Jackson. Mike Jackson. Derby. Yeah, he's standing next to the statue. Fulham just have him out there. Nice. I think they got rid of the statue, but regardless. They'd bring it back just for Mike Jackson. Yeah, true. Yeah, this one's massive. I think more so for Burnley, just because Watford, they're they're pretty much done. So Burnley, they they got to keep getting wins, especially out of this match. This is a very winnable match. So they need the big three points. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, if I'm looking at one thing in particular here, Burnley's defense looking a little better lately. Uh, even when they get forward and attack, I don't know if anyone at Watford can really do deal with Voot Veghorst. It might, if they... If Burnley do play Corne, which they might not because he has been struggling, um, I feel like they can combat that at least somewhat. I don't think they can handle the strength of vote. I'm going to go with a Burnley 2-1 victory. But don't doubt Watford only because backs are against the wall. I'm going to say 1-0 Watford. I think based on their performance against City, the way that they were playing in the first half. You're talking me into it. I'm going to go draw only because Watford's going to blow. Okay. I'm going to go 1-1. One, okay. One. okay, you're going to hate me when Burnley win. <laughs> well, you know, I'll, uh, that's I, my I fault. I never should have changed. <laughs> that's my fault. Wolves, Brighton, Molyneux. This feels like one where Wolves will finally get back into their rhythm. 
Brighton's starting to play a little better now too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it really depends yeah. on if Mr. Neves is out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm favoring I'm favoring Brighton in this matchup. You're back on Graham Potter and Brighton. Just what? like that. No, no. It's just like <laughs> that. No, I don't feel good about it, but I think Brighton is slightly better. Wolves without Neves, that's that's a rough go, man. That is rough. I'm, I'm not sure if they can win without him. I'm going honestly. I'm going nil nil draw. Nil nil. Yeah, I I could see that. I'm I'm gonna say two one Brighton. Hesitantly. Yeah, I, it Wolves scoring right now. It's, uh, <laughs> Leeds City. Uh oh, Leeds. <laughs> Jesse Marsh said he's gonna go after it the next few games, so they might just throw ten guys in attack. <laughs> it's seven to nil. It's seven to nil. Yeah, if Manchester if Man City, City are up for the match, they could um, do some damage. Yeah, I mean the leads are more than likely going to get dominated. I'm going to go with something like a, but so you can get caught up. I'm going to go wild one. I'm going to go four two. Yeah, I like that four two. I, I'm going to say I'm going to say another five one for City. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Moving on to Sunday, first match, Everton versus Chelsea. Can Fat Frank pull the strings and pull a sneaky one off on his old club? You can't rule it out. No, especially with Chelsea not caring about the season. Yeah. Um, Chelsea struggled against Arsenal, kind of hitting on the counterattack. Is there any way that Lukaku revenge game is possible against Everton? Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Anything is possible in this match. Um. Except for Chelsea caring. Yeah, that's that is true. But then again, who on Everton cares besides Anthony Gordon? Yeah. According to Everton fans, Richarlison cares, but <laughs> maybe he just sucks so much ass I can't tell. Yeah. I I'm gonna say that Chelsea's going to concede. Also, Chelsea, maybe their one motivation if they had any in this would have to be that they blew it early in the year against Everton in like the ninetieth minute. So maybe they don't want to put the smack down on them. I'm not feeling that. I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea. Barely. Yeah, I'm going to say 2-0 Chelsea. I think they'll gather up enough enough gusto to to put away Everton. Here's a match of gusto. Tottenham and Leicester. The famous match, uh, that was what the last match of the year last year that kept Leicester out of the Champions League because they blew it to Tottenham. Oh, boy. Gareth Bale special. What a guy. Wish he was back. I miss him. Yeah, he was great. He's my favorite Tottenham player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Um. Yeah, this one, I don't know, is Leicester going to come out like they did against Villa in terms of at, like shoring up the back and making sure their you know, defense is you know, the priority, I guess? Because if so, I don't even feel great. Like, I don't love Tottenham's defense, but I don't... I feel better about their defense than Leicester's attack right now. Yeah. But then all it takes is one like Harvey Barnes or James Madison blast. and. Whereas, on the other hand, though, where all it takes is a, a Sun, Kane, Kulishevsky counterattack. You know, it kind of yeah, goes well, both ways. If Leicester are pushing up that far, mm, yeah, they true, should probably true. get a slap across the face. I'm still going to say Tottenham, but I'm going to go Tottenham 
2-0. I was going to say 2-1, but I'm going to go 2-0. I'm going to say 1-0 Tottenham. West Ham, Arsenal. It's a London derby. West Ham coming off of the defeat. They're coming off many defeats in a row, to be quite frank. In the Europa League against the Germans who... Wolves could honestly angrily. probably pass them if they were playing half decent, but unfortunately they're not. Yeah, they have no Ruben Neves. Um, yeah, and this one, Arsenal, you know, still got to earn it. The attack looks good. Let's see the defense. West Ham's attack not been very good, but you never know. Jared Bowen can always pop up if they're playing him. Absolutely. If they're not, then you got to worry about Mr. Yarmolenko and his left foot mm-hmm. cutting inside. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Arsenal 2-1. It's going to be a lot of 2-1 games this week. I think this will be a 1-1 draw. I think West Ham's going to frustrate Arsenal. Well, they won't. Will they have Kurt the cat kicker? I don't think so. I think he's still out. He played. He played on uh, Thursday. Yeah, that's when they played. Uh, yeah, so he, he's facing he, up to he, five he might, years in prison. He might be available, but he's not really fully fit. So, yeah, West Ham could be really Low thin at the back. Little and Dawson combo for you. Well, Dawson suspended. Oh yeah, because the red. Yeah. David Moyes at the back. <laughs> David Moyes at the back. They're going to put uh, Alphonse Ariola as yeah, the center back. They're going to have two keeps. <laughs> two keeps. United, Brentford, to end Brentford's magical season, do they get a win at Old Trafford? Oh, that'd be so awesome. I hope so. Let's will it into existence. 3-0 yeah. Brentford. I don't know about 3-0. 3-0. I was gonna go, Believe. Ivan I was going to go 2-1. Ivan Tony. Another 2 1. This Ivan is the Tony. week of 2 1. Ivan Tony Hattrick. That's my big I prediction. Wish. It's going to happen. No, this is Could definitely have had a brace. A Erickson goal and a Embuemo masterclass. Mm, okay, okay. Maybe a Yanelt goal throwing that. No, that's no, not allowed. No. Okay, okay. Calm down, calm down. Let's they not need, get too They need an IR goal out there. Ooh. Rico Henry goal, maybe. Rico Henry sw- f- coming at the back post because United's full backs yes. are pushed. To the halfway line yeah. for some reason. And another Marcus Alonso goal, but this time for Rico Henry. I'm I'm sold. <laughs> this is where Brentford <laughs> betrays us. They better not. 3-0 just get wrecked, Ronaldo Hattrick. They just do the inverse of what we do. We we sold them, and then they started playing well on that. Now we're back on the train, and they're going to really suck. Wait, well, to specify, they were playing well, then we sold, but then they kept playing well. We didn't just sell them at like the bottom. We we sold them on the way up. Yeah, I suppose. All right. That's it. That's it. All right, another one in the books. Done and dusted. Coming down to the home stretch, boys. Oh my gosh, match week 34. Four <laughs> match weeks left. Hold on. Can ah. you take it all the way? 